Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. Yep, it's happening. It's happening. And the person responsible for that playing twice is... Emily. <laughs> Sorry. It's Zencaster. Zencaster, like, I don't know. Sometimes it loops, sometimes it does not loop. I cannot figure out the uh, rhyme or reason for that for that situation. But the reason for the clipping is Andrew. Oh, my clipping? Did I get it? I got too you excited. Just, you, yeah, you got a little excited. How about now? Who knows? Is this is this fine? Is this fine? Um, okay. Wow. Fix it in pre. Fix it in pre. Fix it in pre. Indeed. I, I actually haven't had any stickers. coffee today. I had some oh. like caffeinated water and now I'm having this weird half tea, half black Spindrift tea, stuff. half lemon seltzer with no sugar in it, which sounds so like it's it w- kind of vaguely like an Arnold Palmer. Right. But like not awful for you. It's got five calories for the whole can. Yeah. I have my um guitars and caffeine mug today. Nice. Yeah. My allergies are bothering me. So I might have a sneezing fit in the middle of this episode. Looking forward to it. Oh, and now she's coughing. She's sneezing. Or she's coughing dying. fit. I'm okay. We're all dying. Aren't we all? Bring we out your dead. Bring out your dead. Well, not dead yet. Not yet. Not yet. So uh, last week, what did we even talk about last week? Because we recorded last week two weeks ago. Grammys. Grammys. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. And current events. I didn't get totally flamed. I got a little flamed. That's okay. It's okay for me to be wrong. I can live with that. Well, you got to listen to that. Did you ever listen to that song by Big Thief? No, I haven't yet. No. <laughs> I really have no I excuse at this in point. The chat. No, you don't. I no, know. I know. I think three different people tagged me in it in the chat, and I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll come back to that and listen when I'm like able to check my phone with volume on." Because uh, I think we all know how that goes. Like, oh, I'm just gonna check my phone real quick, but I'm not gonna like listen to anything. No. Usually no. watch Instagram <clears throat> on like mute. On mute. Like, yeah. I do that a lot. I, I think I I've like watched I a lot. more guitar videos recently without sound than I have with sound. Why? Why watch them at all? They're in my they're in my feed, and the guitars look nice. Yeah, yeah. I've yep, been yep, yep. actively scouring for uh, inspiration for this parts caster build that I want to get moving on. Oh, right. Yeah, I want to get moving on, but uh, I think uh, there's some other moving that needs to happen first. Uh, yeah, we're we're in the middle of a family moving season, so. Yeah, I think my my place is a wreck right now, but hopefully in a couple of weeks it'll no longer be in a wreck, but will also be located in a different part of the house. Yeah, with a door. With a door. That was perfectly timed. <laughs> yep, that would be why I would like a door. <laughs> so uh, what's new with you other than uh, thinking about moving your moving your office soon enough? Well, I think I'm experiencing a flare-up. And yes, my thermometer for for my grill is orange. Um, that's actually how I made that purchase decision. Um, I am I'm smoking 18 pounds of pork butt right now. That's a lot of pork, dude. Mm-hmm. How far into it are you? I put it on like an hour ago. I'm expecting to take it off right before I go to work tomorrow. Jeez. I don't work till like 10 or 11 or so in the morning, so 
you know, that's you, that's pretty convenient. Hi, Rick. Yeah, that's good. Andrew says hi. Rick waved. Um, <clears throat> ah, man. Yeah, we did last week and we did a pork and we just uh, put it on before we went to bed and it was ready uh, mid-afternoon. Nice. How big? I don't remember. Six pounds. But nice. it was cold and rainy, so it took longer than we'd expected mm. it to take. That's fair. Yeah, we had it at 225 for a long time, and then we finally uh, cranked it to 250, and then it seemed to get out of the stall. You didn't wrap it? We wrapped it at 165. Actually, it was probably like 175. Gotcha. And then we just needed needed a little help getting that extra at last 30 degrees. Well, mine, mine's gone up about 10 degrees in the last minute we've been talking about this. It just means that, you know, my, my lump of hickory that's in there right now just lit. Yeah. And I okay. put it on. This barbecue podcast. It is a barbecue podcast. I put it on like a half hour, 45 minutes ago. And mm. it was at 245-ish. And just in, within like 20 minutes, it come all the way back down to 200 because it just put 18 pounds of relatively fresh out of the fridge meat. On the grill. Yeah. That'll definitely suck all of that out, especially with the thermometer. <laughs> Not close, but it's a couple inches away from the meat yeah. for the ambient thermometer. Uh, and now it's uh, it's climbed back up. It's It's been somewhere between 225. It just jumped up to 240, and now it's back down to 235. You know, nice. I'm just going to watch this thing like a hawk for, you know, the next day. But. See, that's why I like the Traeger. I get a notification of my pellets are low. I get... Notifications I, about my temperature of the grill and the meat. That's fair. Work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. That's my motto. Well, I am not working. I am playing and I'm having fun. That's what I can help. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, do you want to see my my what's new? Yes. I'll unplug it. Oh, my voice just cracked. I've been up for a bit. My voice should be cracking right now. That I looks have like the April Fool's pedal from Caroline, Caroline Corporation. Caroline Corporation. It's called the Blues. The Blues. And it is an ex- says here expensive amplifier. <laughs> I mean, it's got volume and it's got gain. It's got stonks. That's it's pretty good. It's got blues lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it's got blues doctor. Stonks is a pretty pretty up to date. That's pretty up to date. I like that. Stonks. Yeah, but um, I guess there aren't that many of these in the wild. He he put them up for sale, like the um, skateboard ones. Oh, no, can't can't get that one. Don't want to strip the screw. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. I also have the um, Fender Mustang Micro that I'm going to film a demo of. That'll probably be out before this video is out. Nice, nice. Can we go back to the blues for a second? First of all, okay. I want to point out that it's not blue, it's green. Well, it's like a tube screamer. Second, that was my second question. Is it a tube screamer or is it something else? Or... I think it's a tube screamer. Okay. I don't know. I, I have no idea either. I'm just curious. Did, did you watch the demos in the dark demo of it? <laughs> it's like he just discovered Gary Moore. Uh, did you he... see that, thir- that 30 second bend he did? Bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I was like, was I, I'm great. just sitting here watching. I'm like, okay, like I get that he's like just riffing on a pentatonic. But it's not – he's doing – I think it was Lydian. Was it? Okay. I think that was the joke. 
It's I just, don't know. He's, he's like, it's just those five, these five notes just calling to me. I, I listened to part of it with sound, I admit. But then he, I was like, I'm just sitting here like half paying attention. Like, oh, he's like making fun of blues lawyers, but he also sounds good. So there's a, oh, okay, there, there's a 30 second hold a note and bend. There yeah. we go. Just wail on it. I think it's really literally hard for Ryan from Demos in the Dark to play badly. I mean, yeah, he's a phenomenal guitar player. So yeah, there's he's, that. He's one of the best among the demo people. Don't don't want him to get too big of a head about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel the need to, to tap him down a couple of pegs before he gets too excited there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I also got the Mustang Micro, which I'm excited about. Right. My mom actually asked me about this. She wants, she wants one. So it's so small. It's tiny. It's, um, yeah. For those who are listening, the Mustang Micro is a little, um, just a very small device that you plug into your guitar's input jack, and uh, has a bunch of amp sounds that you don't need your phone or anything to access. You can connect a Bluetooth device to it. It's really made for like, um, you can. If you're doing Fender Play especially, mm-hmm. you can put your play lessons through it so you can hear it. You can also play with some effects. It's um, It's gotten great great feedback from people who've purchased it. So I'm, I'm interested. I know that Nux does something similar, but you have to use your phone app to mm-hmm. to use it. And this is just literally two buttons. Yeah. Oh, well, that reminds me of um, Vox. I, I'm, I'm assuming they still make them, but a little like AC style like amp in a little dongle situation yeah you yeah my mom was my mom did ask me about those before i was like maybe not mom they sound fine enough if you're traveling you just need something in a hotel room um yeah but this is better yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and limb without even having heard that and say that that is undoubtedly better than the little cheesy box thing well like one you can never like a little a little speaker like that is always going to have its own charm, but it's never going to sound like probably what you want it to sound like unless you just want like that weird lo-fi charm. No, no I'm not but, talking um, about the one with the speaker. I'm, Vox makes one that's literally just a little dongle where you plug in with a headphone. Oh. I want to say it was like AC50 or something weird like that. Where it's like, why is that a number bigger than the 30, but it's tiny is what I vaguely remember in the back of my head. Now I feel oh. compelled to look this up. Uh, amp plug two. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it, dude. I don't. I don't see something like what you're describing. Um, let's see here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So dude. it is just the. AC thirty guitar slash bass headphone amp. There it is. Like forty bucks. And they make a classic rock version, that's right. And a blues version. Clean. A metal version. And a bass version. Yeah, so it doesn't have any it doesn't have any versatility. Yeah. No, none whatsoever. It's just a you get what you get for forty bucks. And You're gonna get what you get and you're gonna like it. Honestly, I kind of want to grab the metal one now. Just, just hear how no, that—that's setting myself up for fa- failure. I, I fully recognize that. But, anyways, I'm going to close out of that before I make an impulse purchase that I really shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of 
I got a bunch of stuff over here for you, so you better not be making any impulse purchases. Uh, I have a hat from Stringjoy. I have a bunch of walrus petals and um, the litigator I need to share with you. And you need to bring my Benson fuzz back. Yeah, I've actually, I've boxed the Benson fuzz back up to bring back. I it missed made me sad it. to do that. It sounds so good. It, it really hurt my soul to box it back up, and now I'm doing the whole, hmm, what can I sell to buy one for myself? Um, you know, you, we all know that game. We all know that game all too well. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do my best to don't make impulse purchases on cheap-ish, not like the Vox headphone-ish. Oh, yeah. Um, save Save up your equity for something that's good. Save up and buy the good, buy, buy nice or buy twice. It's so hard because it's so easy to like, you know, like, oh, that looks like fun. It's only 60 bucks. I'll grab that and realize like I'm $60 behind like a larger purchase. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is kind of how it, how it ends up, I suppose. And then you end up hating it because it's not as good as the nice stuff and you go to sell it and you get like half your money back by the time, you know, fees. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It'd be but, like um, that sometimes. Yeah, but um, it was April Fool's last week. It was, and yeah. thankfully I, I didn't have to go into the office that day, which is <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Like, nothing, none of the jokes really knocked my socks off, Uh, but, I mean, I, I did I did get this. That was pretty great. Philippe, Philippe sent this to me. I'd actually, I'd actually ordered one because I'm like, oh, I want to buy all of the real all of the real products for uh that came out for April Fool's Day. Like Rare Buzzer had um made five of these like anti buffer things that simulate running long cables. Right. <laughs> so I bought one of those because they were sixty nine dollars and I thought, nice. I've got and, um, I've got plans that I, I was gonna roll out for this year, but I got a little busy with some other stuff this quarter. Uh, and I probably needed more than a quarter to plan it all out. Uh, but I've, yeah. I've definitely got my April Fools lined up for next year. Yeah. And it, it will hopefully be purchasable as long mm-hmm. as I don't, as long as the legal road bumps don't get in my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also bought one of those weird long chips and whammy bars. Yeah, you did. Oh God. I felt like such a stupid idiot buying that. Gonna be honest. Why? They're great. They look no, cool. they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they look cool. No, they don't. They look stupid. <laughs> I've honestly got a lot of respect for Chipson. Um, I like that they actually make the things that they're doing. But um, so yeah, I mean, I can't imagine myself gigging with that stupid whammy bar, but that would be pretty. It, I, imagine I the crowd response. Me. I don't think Jenna would let me. Why? Because it's stupid. <laughs> Here's the thing with all that, with all that, like the length means I can't, every bend is going to be so stupid subtle. Like it's going to be so subtle. It's like, I'm going to be like, and I'm just going to like move the, the bars yeah. itself is going to move. And then the actual vibrato system is going to be like, what are you talking about? We're getting no input here. It's going to, it's like a long cable run. <laughs> but there's this thing called stage presence. And I have a lot of it without needing. <laughs> Yeah, but imagine, take it to the next level. You've just got a full commit. Yeah, I'm, no, okay. I don't have any stage presence. I just, you know, run to the audience during my guitar solos and then fall on the ground and Do you think Angus Young needed stage presence, more stage presence before he put on the uniform? 
Yes. Okay, that's probably fair. <sighs> oh my gosh, can you? I can't. I gotta. I gotta be honest. Like, some part of him has to a little bit regret that he has to do that now. <laughs> and, and you know that Kiss feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I forget. There was some. There was some behind the music I was watching from some hair metal band, and uh, they were. They had like, um, like uh crotch rockets like literally during the, the song like sparks would fly out from their crotch area uh-huh. and then one day i guess there was like a malfunction the guy got a little bit burned and he went backstage to his band and he said you know guys if our music was better we wouldn't have to do this shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean there is that and i applaud i applaud that man's self-awareness <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean there's I think there's there's a balance to be had, and I think I I definitely think there's something to be said for the theatrical though. Because like, Prince, oh, I love I, Prince's I music love didn't stuff. need all the theatrics. Come on, Prince was a great just made it so great. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of performers, but like the being a performer is not the same as having like some weird stupid shtick that's that doesn't actually add to the performance. Like I'm not. But what if it's a stupid shtick that adds to the performance? I mean, that's fine, but <laughs> a long ass whammy bar isn't isn't it, that ain't it, man. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on your audience. What audience would like be like that's the now? Shit. That's the golden question. Um, probably an audience member comprised of me. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> I think that, that I think it's pretty cool. I kind of want one. What I really wanted was the uh, the dinner plate size picks. I did also did not want that. Like, there's so like I think the chips and stuff is funny, and I actively <laughs> don't want any of it. Like, I, like how often do I actively not want something? Like, do not put that in my home. Like, do not hand that to me. I will hand it right back to you. It's like when someone hands you a flyer on the street, and it's like, here, you throw this away. To quote Mike Wazowski, "Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me God." Nope. Monsters, Inc. Come on. A movie I saw once when I was 14 what? or something. That movie is phenomenal. Yeah, but I don't watch Pixar movies like a lot one after the other because I don't have a kid. I haven't even – I watched that one just on my own. Oh, dude. That's good. Mike Wazowski. Yep. I liked Monsters, Inc. I just have never had an urge to watch it again. Monsters Inc. was pretty great. Uh, I I really do enjoy that one. Monsters Yield was okay-ish, and I think <laughs> okay-ish. Wow. I'm not convinced all of the writers for that actually went to college, and they just kind of watched some other movies that, that were written by people who didn't really go to college either. I mean, writers writers not going to college that's pretty normal, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It just I know, my college experience is very different. But I also went to my a small college, school. My, so. college, my college experience is very different than someone who went to a big school, too. You know, Spe- I couldn't have boys in my dorm room. Speaking of college experiences, uh, possibly changing or being different. Um, I know uh, this is a weird tangent, but a lawsuit this week got filed against the Department of Education for funding private Christian schools who discriminate against um, gay and trans with their policies. The yeah, idea being is if you take public funding, then you, you yeah. shouldn't – if you take public funding, then you've got to like you know educate the public and not 
discriminate against certain certain groups of people. Yeah, that's fair. And if you want to do that, I mean, you're a private institution. I suppose you can. That I mean, that, I I guess I'll rephrase that. I suppose you might be able to, but that's a very that's a different chunk of law that you know. Uh, and it was that mm-hmm. lawsuit got filed. That made me pretty happy. I hope they win because <laughs> I and if a couple of private universities go down and people lose jobs, it's a bad business model. Then I mean, yeah, that's kind of the end of it. It's sort of like, oh, if you'll if you're going to go out of business because you'd have to pay your employees a living wage, then maybe you don't. Then have it, to yeah, it's not a good model. business model. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, minimum wage kept up with inflation would be like thirty three bucks an hour. That sounds nice. And we're only asking for 15. That also sounds nice. Just anything more. Yeah. My first job, do you remember what you made at your first job? Because I made $5.25 an hour. Tips only. Yeah, I made a 20% commission after I hit a minimum, but one rainy day at the theme park, and you would not hit that minimum for the the two-week pay period. Yep. No, my first job was tips only bagging groceries at the grocery store on the on Vandenberg Air Force Base, so the commissary. And the way it worked Okay, is, your first civilian job. Let's let's hear first. It, it was a civilian job. I was a Air Force independent though. contractor that was allowed to work on the premises. But you weren't actually getting paid minimum wage. How's that? I work? I was self-employed. Okay. That's how, yeah, it was a weird workaround for the pay on that. So I was self-employed and the, it was a handshake deal. If I bagged your groceries, you gave me a couple bucks. Probably. Sometimes people didn't. They didn't have to. Customers weren't obligated, but it was just a normal thing in the military world to tip your bagger. And then after that, I got a job at a DVD rental store making $7.25 an hour. Yeah, that's, that minimum wage popped, got up around like what, 2008 or nine. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's when I worked at the library at Belmont and got seven twenty five an hour. Yeah, I got my that that job at the DVD rental store was two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking in because we had just moved to Germany, and I was like, I need a job. So I walked in, and I'm like, Hey, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> and they're like, uh, What is this about? Just have some questions about this place. And the manager came out and like, mm-hmm. Hi. I would like a job. And I, I don't remember exactly how I phrased it, but I basically said, please hire me. And they're like, sure. Come back tomorrow. We'll have you fill the paperwork. Sold. Thanks for asking. Okay. So easiest job interview I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. Sometimes it's literally just who shows up for the job. Yeah. First. I mean, it, it was a DVD rental store. I learned how to grab the DVD. We always had empty cases out there, and then we had, like, the flip books with all the DVDs. Did you watch the last Blockbuster on Hulu or Netflix, whichever one it's on? No. You should. Because it's about that world that you were in a little bit. Worked part-time on and off for a couple of years. After the first four months, I got I got to watch a lot of movies. No no wonder you've seen Monsters, Inc. (laughs) so many times. Yeah, yeah. After four months of that job, I got moved to the back desk, which is where the guitars were. Cause the whole, oh yeah, point, you told me about that. Yeah. The whole, uh, half of the point of the store was like, um, it was one of the last stops or usually the last stop for a lot of, uh, military personnel before they went down to one of the stands. And we sold these hundred dollar guitars called Sherwood. I have no idea where they were made. 
And I just remember if you played it for about five minutes, the ink or whatever dye they used for the fretboard that was definitely not rosewood would start leaching onto your fingers. But we sold them for like a hundred bucks and like another 50 bucks for a hard case. And people would take them down to, you know, their tent, wherever they're stationed downrange. And uh, if it got broken, it got broken. No big deal. But that was kind of half the point. So that's work to the back desk there. And they're like, who can string, who could knows how to string a guitar? I'm like, I do. And they're like, cool, you're hired. Move back Amazing. there. <clears throat> so yeah. I just found one from a listing that ended on reverb. Uh-huh. Sherwood acoustic, great starter guitar, European Scottish based company model SH seven, four, five natural finish. You want to guess how much it sold for? $38. It was listed for $79 with $28 of shipping. <clears throat> it doesn't, I don't know what it sold for though. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I click on the brand. Uh, it's mostly not guitars. It's just one acoustic guitar. It's a Sherwood Archtop back when the brand was made by Gresh, I assume. Hmm. Oh, that's beautiful, actually. Huh. Wow, that's really beautiful. Shit. Okay, on that note. <laughs> on that note, um. You just get into topic. I wanted to thank someone, so unofficial sponsor oh. for the episode. So I want to thank oh. Sean from Gun Street. Oh, I love Sean from Gun Street. So I got a panic phone call from my dad yesterday, like before my alarm went off. God. And he's like, I think I broke my bass. And he just bought a uh, classic vibe, a Squire classic vibe 70s bass mm-hmm. with like the, the black uh, block inlays on the maple fretboard. Yep. Great, great basis for the money. Um, I'm not even, they were like 300 bucks at, um, at list price for the longest time. And I think they're up to like four or four fifty, um, uh, which oh. feels about right, actually. Um, anyway, so he called me, he's like, I think I broke my base. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? He's like, well, I was trying to take the plastic, um, off the pick guard. And so I want to remove the, uh, knobs, remove the knobs to, to finish taking the plastic off and they just wouldn't come off and I couldn't understand. So like I tried to force it and then I re- after trying to force all three of them, I realized that there's a set screw. Yeah. And the set screw held and it. It, yeah, he completely popped the shaft like out of the, of the potentiometers and busted all three of them. So he's like, what do I do? I don't have a solder egg iron. I'm like, okay. Um, Give me two shakes of a rabbit's tail. And so I started messaging Sean. I'm like, Sean, help. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 is, what does he need to do? I, I've never had a jazz bass. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Is is the routing on this model wide enough? And he's like, well, and so he, he sorted, sorted it all out um, for the details and what my dad would need. And um, so, yeah, my dad ended up ordering the, uh, the jazz bass with the treble bleed mod set. Nice. With CTS pots and uh, Sean does an option for a, a wireless install where he basically oh. just puts like little little Phoenix jacks on there. Oh. Which ironically have a set screw. That's how it holds the wires in. Ha. Huh. Uh, but yeah, you just take like your pickup leads and you just kind of twist them and they go in a little slot and then you there's a screw that holds down the lead. Oh, nice. Um, and since my dad doesn't have a solder iron and lives in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin um, – then doesn't know what local guitar shops are available for repairs. I was like, 
just do that. You could do that in 15 minutes. So yeah, uh, huge shout out to Sean for taking my messages of like early AM on a, on a Saturday and clearing that all up and making sure that my dad got taken care of. Yeah. Really you should Venmo that man some money. Uh, well, my dad did. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> my dad was like, oh, my dad was shocked. It was like only 50 bucks for the set. Really? I'm like, Sean, yeah. Sean's amazing. And his prices are like fantastic. His prices are, are I'm not going to say too low, but I'm going to say a really great deal. And I, I Competitive. He has very competitive prices. Very competitive pricing. My dad appreciated <laughs> yeah. it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a unofficial sponsor spot. Yeah. That Sean didn't ask for, and I'm giving <laughs> anyways because nice. I like him. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple things to talk about in, in this episode, but firstly, I want to talk about that St. Vincent guitar. Did you watch? You watched her performance on SNL last I night, right? I did. Man, she was great. She was great. Like, like she, like what I, I always really appreciate when someone goes on a, a show like SNL and treats it like, like they're playing in an arena or like they're filming a music video or they just try to do something special and unique with it. And she definitely brought it. Like whether or not you like that type of music, I thought the first song was very Talking Heads meets Prince, and the second song was very Bowie. Um, sure. And I and I so I really I really dug it the music, um, but the whole. She really took uh, it. It was a performance, and I thought it was really, yes. really cool. But the one thing that guitarists are most excited about, she debuted uh, the newest model of her signature series with Ernie Ball Music Man. She she did absolutely, and yeah, you know, I I <laughs> so I was working last night. I was working on Fox Cairo stuff, sitting here. And the TV's in the other room, and so like I. Um, watch like a couple of sketches like, all right, I'm going to go work. Let me know when weekend update comes on and let me know when the musical guest comes on. I'll just go run out there, watch for a couple minutes and then come back here <laughs> to yeah. do my work. And, um, and I, I, they're like, Oh, uh, they're like musical guest and who's St. Vincent. I'm like oh, a great guitar player. And I go walk together. Like, Oh, let's see this guitar. Cause I, I saw the announcement. She doesn't even, even play the guitar and, on the first And they're song. like, you said she was a guitar player. She's not holding a guitar. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that one, guys. I've um, never seen her perform without a guitar. Well, she had a lap steel next to her, and then she played the lap steel with her microphone. The microphone. That, that was cool. gnarly. Loved it. That sounded really cool, too. It did. That microphone, like, someone someone was, someone had to have been off stage, like, controlling some mic effects, but it was yeah, really cool. Because the end of that end of that first song, they, they turned on, like, a fuzz or something on the microphone. Yeah. It was um, really neat. Definitely up the saturation on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they like. They're, I don't know how that they would have done. There's like 18 ways you could have done that effect, but no, it sounded yeah. great. And then she brought out that guitar for the second song. Like there it is. Yeah, found it. It's called it's called Goldie. The whole the line it comes in three colors. Uh, three colors to start. I just realized like I can't. I'm used to doing three with the kind of like an okay sign, but I'm I can't do that anymore. Because of white supremacists, apparently. Just do three like this. This is how the Europeans count. I know. I know. I just. I don't know why Nine, I started doing five, like three. three counting. I count starting with my pinky, and I don't know why. Um, there's three colors. There's a gold, a black, and a really nice red, like a deep kind of crimson color. Mm-hmm. That's my personal favorite. Uh, three gold foil pickups to kind of match the more vintagey sound on the new record. Uh, 
reverse headstock, so it's still it's still two and two and four, but the four is on the the four are on the bottom instead of the top, which I actually think makes it look more balanced. It's definitely I different. I like I liked it more. I think it looks more balanced that way. Sure. Yeah. And then a new pick guard shape. Very angular. I like it. I think it looks great. No, I agree. I think the new model looks great. And I think the colors are super moody. And I, I definitely appreciate that. That's definitely a vintage vibe. That velveteen color is my favorite. That's the red. Although I gotta say, there I do have one bone to pick with it. They didn't make it it's in orange. orange. Like, come on, guys. So it has brass saddles, which are cool. Yep. Gold foil mini humbuckers. Let's look at the brass saddles with a gold foil. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty, really simple. Um, um, wiring controls. Nothing, nothing interesting there, really. Um, it was funny. I actually. I actually talked to was talking to someone from Ernie Ball on Friday because I was putting in an order for some strings um, and straps, and we were talking about like just a quick turnaround between like like them having to finish this guitar so she could have it for SNL because I always forget how quick that turnaround is. It's like you know a month before or something that you're like maybe will be on it, mm-hmm. and then you don't have a lot of time to be able to confirm it. Uh, between between the confirmation, the announcement, and then it actually happening. It's fast. Yep. I believe it. That's show business. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's SNL. It's like very old school, like get it done. And that's nice because so much of the music industry is like you – I like, for example, I recorded guitar parts for an EP in the summer of 2019. And I think maybe those songs are going to get released soon. That's that's a long turnaround time. Yeah, yeah, that is a long turnaround time. That's an especially long turnaround time. But you, how many albums has Taylor Swift released in that amount of time? Like three, (laughs) Um, (laughs) three or four. I don't know. A lot, a lot. Gotta keep up, guys. uh, Another one was like the pedal movie is finally coming out on uh, April thirtieth, and I recorded all that stuff like late. I probably like true summer after after Memorial Day last year. I think 2020, but, um, mm-hmm. what I really want to talk about was, um, one of the one I've watched the movie. I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to talk about it with, uh, with Dan and Michael from the, the pedal movie. Uh, and that episode will be out. Um, oh, yeah, that means I need to watch it. <laughs> that'll be our first one in May. Yeah. You got to watch it this week. Um, maybe I'll watch it tonight. They, okay. It's two hours and 22 minutes long. Um, not bad. I want to watch no, it with no. Melissa. She probably yeah, should watch it with it. me, and I think she'll enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, accessible for people who aren't total nerds about guitar stuff. But um, they released uh, kind of an extras clip uh, on the last day of March, which was Women's History Month. Yep. And they put it on YouTube, and it's called, I think, Where Are All the Women Pedal Builders? That sounds right. I think that... Yeah. Yep. Where are... Where are the women builders? There it is. It was a neat video. Comment section yeah. was atrocious, though. It started really bad. It didn't get a lot better. But, uh... I don't even know why I check the comment sections on YouTube videos anymore, because... 
actually that's lie. No, it, some of the other like YouTube rabbit holes that I follow, um, like the the comment sections are usually like, actually helpful or funny. But for some reason, the the gets heart world comment sections are always just absolute flaming hot garbage. Wait, Guitar World wrote about this? Sorry, just I was saying about the Guitar World in general, not the, oh. not the publication. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh no. No, like any podcast, <laughs> any demo artist, any any guitar-related channel, the comment sections are inevitably toxic. Bad? Yeah, I mean, so YouTube... It it's was... the, I could have done it better, why are they doing this, they're doing it wrong, why do we even care... Well, there's a lot of things that, like, there's a lot to unpack with the bulk of these comments, like, these negative comments. And it's, I think, largely from people who, um, like, this content isn't for you. Like, like it, we're not, like, if you're a cishet white guy, like, who, like, just buys pedals based on what they sound like, like, yeah, you, you know, this is not an attack on you. This, 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 this content's not an attack on anybody. It's not an attack on white men to just point out that traditionally white men have been the ones in power. It's not, it's not, it's more like celebrating the women who have been a part of this since the beginning of time. The fact that women have always been in, in the guitar and music instrument industries and just haven't always gotten the respect they deserve. They haven't had the opportunities for advancement. I think that's something that's often just kind of overlooked is that even when women are working at these shops, even when they're doing the same work as the men, women have traditionally been more apt to be passed over for advancement opportunities because like studies have shown like that, that men are more likely to be promoted based on their potential and women are only likely to be promoted based on what they've done and accomplished. Hmm. So that's already makes it like means that men are have a little bit of a head start because they just have to show they have potential. Women have to show that they've done it before. Potential energy versus kinetic energy. Yeah. In a, in a way. Science. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that that's one, one point. Um, and you know, it's just, it's very odd that, you know, so many men seemed to take it as like an attack on white men. And it, it really wasn't. No, it's not I mean, what it was about. Like, yeah, but like women should be able to talk about. We should be able to talk about ourselves, and without it being seen as an attack on men. Yeah, but celebrating diversity requires admitting that you're not the most important and only important, you know, grouping of people. <laughs> so there I mean, is that's that. true. That's true, but that's not an attack, really. It's just like a request for some introspection. Yeah. And that I mean, can feel like an attack. It feels like an attack when you feel like you're losing power or whatever in, in a certain mm -hmm. dynamic where you didn't really deserve it in the first place. So yeah. There is that. I don't know. Yeah, I think Reverb kind of got rid of some of, oh my gosh. Like, okay, in this kind of comment. Firstly, I don't know why this person mentioned. Color has nothing to do with it and women are less interested in technical stuff. Well, that's... That's only true because women aren't socialized to give a shit about technical stuff. And I talk about this a lot. Like women are like women are just aren't raised to care about technical stuff. It's almost like and it's a social mean... construct or something. 
that is that is a social construct. And before somebody says like gender is not a social construct, we're not saying that gender itself is necessarily a social construct, but like the idea that men care about techie stuff and women are never going to have an interest in it is just false. And I just they like. Women God forbid men take any uh, interest in you know cooking or taking care of children. Yeah, that's another. What is this that's world coming thing. to? I mean, but then you look at like the celebrity chefs of the world, and so many of them are men. I'm like, well, well that's only just because they get paid more. They got promoted <laughs> based on their potential. But back to like women in tech, like women mathematicians at black women mathematicians at NASA are the like helped get us to the moon. John sure. Glenn trusted the by hand, uh, or is it Neil Armstrong? I forget which one it was, but it was like their, their number, like their math skills were trusted more than the computers at the time because computers were still really new. Sure. Um, what female scientists like Marie Curie, um, Ada Lovelace basically invented and inge- like computer coding and stuff. Like we've always been here. And we've always had an interest in it. It's just that traditionally we are socialized to care less. That's why there are programs at like Boston U that where women can get their engineering degrees, their master's in engineering, no matter what they majored in. It's actually designed for people who had to, who were maybe pressured, women who were maybe pressured to uh, go into non-STEM fields in college. And we're like, you know, I just really want to be a chemical engineer. And they're like, okay, we'll just get you up to speed a lot faster. And that's a really cool program, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, um, so that, that was, yeah, it was kind of an adventure. Another one was people saying that everyone has had a bad experience at big chain guitar stores, regardless of women. And I just gotta say again, like the, ex- the, the badness of the experience is different and worse. Like maybe, Maybe men are, you know, feel like they get kind of ignored and talked down to a little bit here and there. And women get hit on. Women get dismissed when they demonstrate that they know what they're talking about. Women get second guessed. Like, how many times have you gone into a guitar store, Andrew, and the person ch- checking you out at, at the register asks you if, if, if you're sure that these are these are the cables or picks or whatever that your partner wanted. Like, are you sure these are the cables he wants? Like, cause women get that. Right. Sure. 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 So <clears throat> it's kind of, I mean, it, it's similar to the, the conversation around conversations around privilege and like, well, white people have a hard too. And it's like, no one asked you for, for starters. So shut up. Yeah. And I, that's it, so toned up. It makes me angry. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's not a comp. One, it's not a competition, and two, I think you just have to realize that like there are levels of bad, and there are levels of bad experiences. Yeah, I mean, I, I think my takeaway from that is, you know, it's okay to listen to someone else say like or describe like a negative experience that they've had, and not follow it up with like, oh, like oh, I've also had something sort of similar, not really. Like, like if someone's like, oh, I just got, I, I have stage four cancer, and that's like they're. They're like telling you, you're like, oh, well, I, I had the chicken pox when I was a kid. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. Or like, I also have it bad too. Like, come on, mm-hmm. shut up about cancer. Like it's, 
I've literally broken up friendships based like when people have said that kind of crap to me, like trying to one up my my problems. I'm like I don't. That's not. This is not how friends act. Sure. I mean, there's there's definitely like a line between like trying to be like, oh, I understand. And here's something that's not really entirely related that I'm going to use to try and bridge that gap versus like, oh, like I actually have something that's really similar. And, you know, I in like in a sense of like it, I think the difference is like complaining about like yourself as well when someone's trying to like share versus like trying to bridge that gap with empathy. There's a difference. Commiser- sure. It's commiserating, I think, is kind of the word you're looking for. Sure. Yeah, there, there's there's kind of being invited into like a shared experience, sort of, and I think that that's different. I but that's not the same thing as like like I don't know like someone was rude to me when I tried to like ask to play like the Martin D forty five that was listed for like eighty six hundred dollars. Like okay, <gasps> chill, yeah. bro. Yeah, it, it's kind of like um if you say well all gear demoers get nasty comments. I'm like, do all gear demos like get rape threats cuz i don't really think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know it's it's that it's it's like kind of thing it's like oh yeah yeah sure people are really mean to everyone who does guitar demos for sure for sure but totally. the dudes nobody's threatening to rape the guys by and large that is that is correct <laughs> at least not nearly as often at least not nearly as often the thing is a more fair statement. But I mean, even it, even if the comparison is completely level, like if someone says, "Oh, this is my experience," you're like, "Okay, we'll knock it off." Like I, I don't know. It's it's just it's not helpful discourse at all, and I think and I think that a lot of people kind of miss the point of a video like what Reverb did. Like what Reverb wasn't trying to do, like and because because what <laughs> I assume I assume Reverb wasn't trying to trash white guys that seems like it wouldn't be beneficial to them i mean the hey, that's like 90 percent of their target market but kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't know if you were kidding dude <laughs> i was saying a I was very gonna... high number to point out the fact that people let's pretend that that's the way the world works i mean i was going to say the film was made by two white guys but no <laughs> okay uh so the, very I mean, small sample made... size you got there Stop interrupting me. That's very rude. <laughs> Sorry. So, I mean, the movie was made by two white guys. I I think that the point of, like, videos like this is more... The target audience is more, like, women. And the target audience is, you know, underrepresented groups. And the idea is, like, you put out videos like this, and then the women who are genuinely wondering where are the other women, where, where are the other people in my community who are like me? Mm -hmm. They get their answer. Like, Oh my God, they're here. They're there. They're everywhere, (laughs) which is neat. Um, And then it's also for, for those cishet white guys, especially maybe to, to, maybe it's an opportunity to be a little introspective and be like, Oh wow. I didn't know that like Fran designed one of the most, a woman designed one of the most famous fuzz pedals that sure. Jack made. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that my favorite guitar pedal brand, Earthquaker, is run by a woman. Yep, you know, and that's that's the cool. That's 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 cool. Like, those are the kind of the two audiences for 
for this. Like underrepresented groups are the primary audience probably because I know that when I create content, because I'm a professional content creator, not necessarily just gear demos. I do a lot of writing. I always ask myself, who's the primary audience of this piece? Who am I mostly speaking to? Like if I write an article about how to grill hot dogs, which is a real thing I've read in, the audience isn't people who have grilled hot dogs before. Like the audience is like, the absolute beginner with a grill who's never touched a grill before and just wants to make sure they're doing hot dogs correctly. Right. But if I write an article about like um, three unique ways to um, smoke a brisket, then the audience is probably someone who's smoked a brisket before and is just looking for a new way to do it for one reason or another. And then there's always secondary audiences. But I think, so I think that like, and I I feel like we say this a lot. Like, it's okay for a piece of content to not be for you. It's okay. Yeah. Not everything has to be for you. And I know that's hard a little bit because you want, you know, to be able to be that primary audience as much as possible. But but then that requires, like, acknowledging that the world doesn't revolve around you and everything isn't meant for you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of hard for, for, for everybody. And it's just something you need to – that needs to get practiced. I mean, I think it's difficult for one particular demographic, especially. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for it's hard for a. It's like it's all these like white Christian <clears throat> Midwestern parents are like, oh my god, like I'll never listen to, let let my kids listen to Lil Nas X ever again after this week. I'm like, do you really right, think you that are... he wrote that song and like did that music video for your kids? No, no, come on, it's not for children. Oh, but with his other song, like he must have known his target. I'm like. Do you know what Old Town Road is about? Did you read all the lyrics before letting your middle schooler, like, memorize them? No, Little Nas X says it's literally about a horse. <laughs> okay. That's not where I was going with that. Little, um, anyways. It, the point, Actually, I have, not, I have not read the lyrics to any of these songs. Well, honestly. most parents haven't. They're like... They just hear the hook and like, oh, okay, that sounds catchy. It's like pop and country and whatever. Tipper Gore, when she did that whole like warning label thing or whatever, what she wanted was to for every record store to have the lyrics on hand for every CD or record they sold in their store. And that's a lot of paper. <laughs> that is a lot of paper. I don't know. It, that very much strikes me as a, wait a minute, the music producers aren't parenting my children for me. Yeah, what I did we talk about this last week? Did we talk about like that people being upset FBC about the Grammys hearing? for essentially the same reason? Like it's not family friendly. Like it's the Grammys, but like that FCC thing with the uh, with Tipper Gore, the parents committee or whatever, mm-hmm. and John Denver and Frank Zappa and Dee Snyder. Like she, this started because she bought her young daughter a Prince record, the soundtrack for one a rated R movie <laughs> to a performer whose two previous records were called one controversy. And the other one was dirty mind. What makes you think this is for children? What makes you think this is for children? Nothing. No part of that is for children. Right. And of course, then that, that, the follow up conversations like- on little Nas X is that, um, video this week. It was like, this is an attack on Christianity. I'm like, dude, the whole thing is about how Christianity hurt this dude. Have 
a moment to just hear, listen. It's all too predictable. That does make does get me riled up. I still think Old Town Road is literally about a horse. It, it, it I mean, yes, but there's also like, isn't that's, there like a that's reference? All, that's all in you. It's there's like, a reference like to cocaine talking. in there, I think, somewhere as well. Are you think? Are you sure? Let's see. There's some. I don't know. There's something that. I'm reading it, and I don't see. Maybe it's just a different version. Oh, cheated on my baby. You can go and ask her. So you know, cheating. Bull riding and boobies. Cowboy hat from Gucci. Those are lyrics. From, He's gay. Like, why is he yeah. singing about... Doesn't that, that actually makes it less sexual for me for some reason. <laughs> but it's kind of like how yeah, but, um, but, the Gear but, Talk Praise and Worship people don't have group, a problem... Sorry. It's kind of like the Gear Talk Praise and Worship group changed their name for April Fool's and apparently the entire month of April to Gear Talk WAP. Worship and right. praise. And everyone, like, they got set, like, over 700 people left that group. No, like 3,000 by today. I checked this morning. Like 3,000 people acronym. left. Yeah. They changed the acronym from PNW to WAP. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people got very mad. <laughs> they did. Oh. Like, hundreds of posts. Like, I'm like, how am I in this group even? I don't super duper remember joining it. Don't you have to answer questions to join this group? Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, people probably weren't upset about the old town road lyrics, even if they were half paying attention because it's male centric sexuality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's usually just normalized and okay, and boys be boys. But uh, yeah, so people got all upset. They're just getting old upset about these things I'm like it's not for you or just listen maybe it is like a, this is your chance to like listen to what other people have to say about you what you do it's not an assault yeah. on you it's just other people's perspective it's okay for there to be more than one perspective than just this very white centric western evangelicalism yeah that's a, that's a lot coming from someone who grew up in that world yeah no, I know. So we're recording this on Easter. I'm definitely like really oh. sitting on that. Pretty Happy heavy. Um, but we also do have Easter service to sit through here shortly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, the, the, this is a lot of the thing kind of giving a small window into all of the things that are kind of running in the back of my head. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I have anything more to say on the topic, though. I think it's yeah. on the system. Yeah, this was more like a, this episode was more like a couple different topics. So yeah. that's all good. That's all fine. I'm, I'm fine cool and with dandy. that. Yeah. But I'm excited to to show off some of the, the things I'm getting on loan this week as far as demos go. So Totally. I hope if you're listening that you yeah. You check out the demo channel. It's not just a I don't think it's just gonna be the Mustang Micro amp this week. I'm definitely gonna be posting at least pictures of some other things I'm gonna be working on. Um that I'm really, really really excited about i don't even know if you know exactly everything i'm getting unless you've really been paying attention to the email i haven't no i I, i've been relatively checked out given given moving season so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cool well Well, um i guess on on that note i just want to end this with it's okay if a piece of content isn't for you and maybe you should think about like who is the intended audience for this before you shit on it
Agreed. Huzzah. Hooray. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Thanks for, for understanding. understanding. My ah! name is Andrew. My name is Emily. Bye. Bye. Bye.